Hello and welcome to Forever Young Adult, a podcast where I, Aoife, and I, Kira, talk about young adult fiction. Woo! Um, God, that was that was such a weird sound. I just okay. So I was trying to do a woo to indicate excitement, but then I was also like sensitive to the fact that we're recording. <laughs> I don't want to freak out my microphone, so I just sounded a little bit like a banshee mid strangle. I love us. You are coming to kill the folks people which actually suits our pod today because i promised you all a lesbian romance and unfortunately i have not been able to get my hands on that book yet but i have it ordered and i have it paid for and it will be with me very soon but it is coming from the far off land of england and so i had to read a whole different book as we know, England is a, a strange and alien and plague-ridden land, so we can't really be relying on shipments from them. I appreciate your important work in letting the listeners know what to expect for this episode, but I can't condone misinformation about banshees, so I am going to have to still go back to your first sentence and be like, they don't kill people, they just indicate when they're going to die. Yeah, no, it's a warning system. It lets you say goodbye to your fam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a go- the banshees are good. People have villainized the banshees for too long. Um, also, not everyone gets a banshee. You have to be special. You have to be a member of like five families. But none of that is relevant to this book. So the book that I have substituted in this week is actually one that I was really excited about um, and was planning on doing later in the year. But it is The Cruel Prince by Holly Black. And it is the first in her Folks of the Air series, which is a trilogy. Holly Black did Spiderwick Chronicles, right? Yes, she did. Holly Black is prolific. So a lot of her stories are, a lot of her stories for young adult novels are fae related. So she's got um, the Modern Fae Tales, which is three, three in that series. And the Folk of the Air series also like, some of the characters cross over a little bit. And then for middle grades, so kind of uh, nine to 12 year olds, she's got the spider wicks, um, in which there's like, oh, I can't even tell you, maybe nine I loved or them 10. when I was a kid. I loved them. They're so um, cool. And then she has Doll Bones, which came out in 2013, which is just like, up for so many awards all over the place really really great book um she also has a book of poetry she has short fiction collections all over the place she has like a couple of graphic novels that she's working on she is prolific um, and all her stuff is like a little bit ominous in the way that i really like yeah there's just like some gothicness to her books that I just gothic's the word it's so good it's great which is what you would expect from someone who grew up in a in a decrepit Victorian home I did not know this about Holly Black so I guess we should probably do some author talk I mean that is her own self-description of her home so she she's American and was born in New Jersey um and then she went later went on to study uh English in the College of New Jersey and so she worked on a couple of journals for a while. She had something to do with like role playing magazine, D8, I believe. The Society for Creative Anachronism were probably all over her shit. Those are the people who like dress up and do old style fencing and stuff for funsies. Yeah. Um, and then she wrote her first book in 2002, and that was Tithe, a Modern Fairy Tale. And then she's been continuing since then. So the book that I'm going to talk about, The Cruel Prince, came out in 2018. Um, and there was a companion novella that is just available in ebook format, The Lost Sisters. And then there's a proper sequel, The Wicked King, which came out in 2019, and Queen of Nothing, which was also 2019. We're now, I guess, leaving author talk. Tell me about this book. It sounds really interesting. So... I actually don't want to tell you about the plot almost at all because 
it really is just like super twisty, but I'm going to tell you a bit about all of the ca- some of the characters and maybe hit on the plot a little bit. What I'm interested in, to be fair, is the world building. The world building I thought was fantastic. I know Holly is good at her world building. Yeah. Um, so I want to tell you, Eva, straight off the bat, this is an enemies to lovers tale. Excellent. And the power dynamics are all over the place like if you really go into it you're like oh my god there's just abuse everywhere but also just like he has the upper hand and then she has the upper hand and then he has it again and I'm just like oh my god nobody has any semblance of like a conversation oh god okay (laughs) they spend three entire books just manipulating each other so bad like I know that's You're talking to the girl who (laughs) recently, I think, tweeted, I know objectively that it's a good thing that all my relationships are like healthy and based on good communication. But where is my enemies to lover story? (laughs) I'm aware that there's problems in this narrative. Yeah. But it's really sexy. (laughs) So we start off the book with... A double murder. Fun way to open. Yeah, yeah. Our main character is Jude. And she is living in the human realm because she is full human. Okay? Is this modern world setting? It's modern world setting. They go to Targus. God, okay. I love it. I love it. This is so good. We start the book um, with a double murder. Very Harry Potter-esque. Jude is hanging out in her house with her twin sister, Taryn, and also her older sister, Vivian. And her older sister is actually her half-sister because her mom used to... We know how babies work. Her, her mom had sex one time, but she <gasps> had sex and it resulted in a pregnancy, but she had sex with... So, because her mom used to live in the world of the Fae... They call it Elfame. Is it like well known? Is it like, oh, I'm popping over to the fairy realm, like the way someone no. would say I'm going to New Jersey? No? Okay. No. It is a secret world, but it is kind of like a, a lot of humans pass through us, but most of them don't remember that they were there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, there is a lot of kidnapping humans. That seems right to my knowledge of, you know, fairies. Yeah. So her mom was married to a fae and she was married to Madoc who is Vivian's father and she ran away and she ran away with a man and they who was also living in the fae with the fae and they hid in the human realm and they had twin daughters our main character Jude her twin sister Taryn and they are now eight years old and Maddock has finally found them and he kills both of their parents mm-hmm. uh, for running away and betraying them. But Maddock is also a man of high honour. Great. You can tell that from the double murder. Yeah. So he takes Vivian, who is his own bio child, but he's like, you are the children of my wife and therefore are also my responsibility and he Mm -hmm. takes them in as his own as well and usually humans in Elfame would be like servants and playthings and just about to be like not really respected yeah it's not a it is not a great time to be a human in Elfame uh You're there for their entertainment. Yeah. But these two girls live under his protection. And therefore, they... He... And he is a very high member of the council. He is the the king's war general. Mm -hmm. So he has a lot of respect within the Fey lands. And... And so he, he insists that the girls be raised as Fae, essentially. Okay. Are there like 
like clearly there's going to be some biological differences but i'm wondering how much that impacts their ability to participate in society or if humans would be able to participate in fae society if they weren't constantly being you know gaslit and subject to magic spells and fucked around so they uh, so jude does have okay so they the the fae are better than them in every way cool according to Um, the fae according to the fae the thing that they have that is like their most important thing is that they can lie because the fae cannot lie now they don't have to tell you the truth but they can't straight out lie to you Mm-hmm. so you just have to be like real careful with their words and how they are phrasing things you have to ask a lot of direct questions yeah and that is the main thing that they have now jude both girls are looking for respect within the world that they are living in and that is the main conflict within the book mm-hmm. and i saw some reviews that were like jude's motivations keep changing and it was confusing but i found that like her motivation was the same the whole way through she was looking for power and respect within the world in which she had grown up in that was what she wanted a very straightforward motivation all things told and the method of which she went about getting that changed a number of times as new information and new circumstances came about. At the start, so she has been training under her father her her life. We skipped yeah. 10 years, by the way. Mm-hmm. I presumed she was from like eight for the entirety of yeah. this YA novel. So we, we start with the double homicide and then we skip 10 years. That is just like Harry Potter. I know, right? <laughs> so she's been raised in Elfame under the protection of her father um her father has remarried and he's married to an elf who doesn't really like them very much and they she has a little brother called oak who is a pure sweetheart very cute baby he's got little horns excellent i love that yeah so you you asked earlier about like their appearances and stuff and they two girls do look human her sister vivian is half human which is not super uncommon because it is very difficult for the fae to carry a full pregnancy mm-hmm. um, and they live a very long time and it's kind of seems like it's not it's not fashionable so a lot of people take human lovers in order to continue the bloodlines that's strange that leads to a world where i'm interested in you know how the magic works in this world because i'm are there like hyper conservative elves who are like oh my god humans diluting our bloodlines or do we just have is everyone just down to party what's the deal everyone is down to party it's all good cool now there is one particular bloodline that is of importance to the story um and i'm not sure how like mixing with with uh, non-magical folk would do for that but overall bloodlines doesn't really come into us mm-hmm. and like how much human versus fey you have doesn't really come into it it kind of appears like if you have fey bloods you're good that's cool but if you if both of your parents lived in the fey world but you were technically born in the human world you're human and you're not worth shit um no i don't think being born in the fey i think i think you just i think you have to have a biological collect, connect mm, i think you have to have a biological connection somewhere as okay. opposed to birthplace okay cool well, anyway, our girl is 18 now, and this yep. book is called The Cruel Prince. Yes. Who's that? The Cruel Prince is Cardin. Ca- like cardigan without the middle? Yes. 
<laughs> Cardigan. Okay. Our, our love interest is called Cardigan. His name is Cardin. And he is, he is bad. He's very bad. I will say that there is almost no likable characters in the entire book. That sounds like the fae to me. Like, I love Jude, but at various times I'm like, be better. I also love Cardin, but only later in the series. In the first book, I'm like, he's the worst. I hate him. But he's also like, his thing is that he's just very charming. He's Mm -hmm. very charming. And he doesn't like, he is, he is cruel to Jude and is clearly a bully. But he also like, stops other fae bullying her because he's like no she's mine to bully and i'm like that's bad you are bad Mm -hmm. but also when she gets like a foot up on him he's just like you know what fine i don't care whatevs i'm just gonna sit in the corner and be super charming and do whatever i want whatever and just annoy her in real small ways because she has all the power right now, but I don't have to be cooperative about it. And I'm like, oh my god, I hate Love You. This dynamic is so fun. And like, a lot of it is that she is a human in the fairy world and is therefore spending her whole time having to justify her existence. And he is literally the prince of the fairy world, but he is not like, he's so far down the pecking order of princes that he just gets all of the benefits with none of the responsibility mm-hmm. for most of the book most of the start of the book he is dating the princess of the underworld realm there are various realms and the politics of all of that becomes like more important in the in the later books as well mm-hmm. um in the first book we're mostly just doing like beginning world building and like setting up this realm but we also Mm -hmm. touch on the the underwater realm as well so his girlfriend is like a mermaid on land who has been sent to be educated on land so that like she can also like build alliances and stuff and she's awful her name is nicasia okay um And she is like super beautiful and really hates Jude and is also very catty and just cutting in her remarks. Um, And as I said, like, so the way that Jude wants to find power within this world is by joining the king's course Mm -hmm. as a guard. So she is trained under Madoc, her father, her entire life and is like, I am going to be a fighter and I'm going to fight for her respect. And initially she's just like, I'm just going to be the king's guard. And then one of the other princes makes a deal with her. And he offers her, he offers her the role of a, of king spy, which would be kind of a secret role because it's not like great for people to know that you're a spy. But she can but- lie about it. And that's the big thing. Her, she, she, for, mm, up until when he turns up and is like, you can lie. And that is a power that I want. She's been like trying to play the fairies at their own game. And from that point on, she's like, I actually have this power of my own that I can use. And her sister is also trying to guess. I was holding myself back from asking about the sisters. I'm really, really interested in how Vivian and Taryn are also navigating this realm. So Taryn is navigating it by trying to be, trying to be a bit more human. And she is trying to navigate it by following in their step, in their like foster mother's footsteps of being super beautiful. I don't know why I'm like, Maddox is their father, but but Orina isn't their mom. But I think it's just like that Jude in particular doesn't really have anything to do with Orina. Mm-hmm. Whereas she does view Maddox as a parental figure. Even though he that- killed her other parental figures to secure the role. <laughs> she has a lot of conflict about it. Yeah. But also the age at which like they entered Faye does have something to do with it. She's like, we were young enough that in like that we could do this. Whereas Vivian, 
Vivian just wants to go back to the mortal realm. She's only hanging out with, like, in the in Elfheim so that she can, like, be close to her sisters and watch out for them. And she does, like, a medium to bad job of doing that. Okay. She is, she is fiercely interested in doing so, but she never has to, like, deal with any of the responsibilities that come from being human mm-hmm. within within Elfheim. Like, she doesn't have to constantly watch herself for someone putting a spell on them. She doesn't have to, like, wear... They wear uh, berry necklaces so that you can't... They can't be, like, tranced. They have to salt all their food so that the food doesn't drug them, essentially. Yeah. If they go to um, dances only one of the sister can dance at any time so that they can be pulled out because they can't stop until the music stops and like they'll keep going until they their feet bleed and whatnot so they are like the two the twins are constantly on high alert and vivian is aware of this but doesn't have to live with the like actual reality of that so Mm -hmm. can forget a lot kind of just like yeah, she can just be a bit careless in her love. I'm concerned at their blood pressure with this highly salted food. Yeah. Um, Jude does get drugged at one point. Um, her classmates gang up on her and force her to eat an apple. And they then take advantage of her in cruel ways. Uh, Cardin is trying to get her to like kiss his feet because he's a prince um and they make her like strip some of her clothing off and then another one of the the fairies lock um he takes pity on her he's kind of a playboy and he takes pity on her and brings her back home and like pricks her finger and is like here you go suck the wound and then that, the salt from that yeah takes the enchantments off and she's just like I'm going to kill every single one of those boys. I hate them all. I can see why she gets... She turns into a power person. She turns into a person who wants power. Because power has yeah. been used against her real badly. Um, It's interesting to me that her sister went the like beauty route. Because the things... When you were saying, you know, as humans in this realm, they have some advantages... And the first thing I thought of was one, lying, and two, the ability to make music. Because I don't know how it is in this world building, but like traditionally speaking, like the fairy kidnap poets and musicians because art is so important to them, but they can't make it in the right way, possibly because of the lying thing. Does that come up at all? Um, there is a couple of other humans that have, like, semblances of power, and they are also poets. Yeah. So, it doesn't come up for R2, but there are humans in the realm that do create things. Mind, there is... There is a fairly central character who is able to create things himself, so I don't think that it's... He create he's he's a blacksmith yeah. and he creates a lot of jewelry and things and he puts magic in them, which sometimes has a negative and sometimes has a positive effect. He's a fairy Such- blacksmith or he's a human blacksmith? He's a fairy blacksmith. Does he work with iron? I don't know. That's- jewelry things. Okay, so he's probably like a gold and silversmith. The fairies yeah. can't touch iron. Hot iron kills them, Kira. Hot iron. My insults. apologies for not being so up on the fae. Oh my god. I'm sorry. I've read a lot of Terry Pratchett at a very formative age. I'm I'm not sure now because it's one of the later books and I didn't review it before the pod. But he mm-hmm. is of a different fae species. There's a number of fae species around. Yeah. And um oh, Cardigan, as we're calling yes. him, has a tail. Just is our girl FYI. into that? Um, it doesn't really come up, but it is. It's this whole thing where like he's hiding it for a lot of the time, and then as he comes into himself later, he's just like, "Yeah, I got a tail. What of it? Look at my cool tail." Is he otherwise humanoid? He's otherwise humanoid. Yes. I think my favorite Fay, um, I guess, design is the Norse ones who are women who live in the wood. 
and from the front you're like oh that's a really nice pretty woman what's she doing the middle of the woods and then if they turn around their backs are hollow like rotten wood they look like that's... a rotten tree i love that it's I so wanna... cool I want a Norse rotten tree girlfriends. Oh, it would be so good. She'd be like, she'd be like, rub my back, and you'd be like, they brought back. Oh, oh, scratch my shoulder blade. Oh my god. Where? <laughs> Where? I love us. Um, so yeah, no, the book from there, it like, so Tyr- Taryn is looking to make political allegiances based on like her beauty and like fitting in as like a kind of submissive human girl and she and so that is her intention she'll like marry into the course Mm -hmm. and then jude's intention is that she will get into the court on her own merits Mm -hmm. um and then there is a lot going on between the two of them similar goals different methodologies um and also the people that they have to manipulate in order to get through are also some of the same people so there's some tension there. Um, there's a lot of tension between our girl and her dad. Because, so the main plot point is that the King of Fae has decided after ruling the place for like a thousand years or something that he is going to retire. He wants to put on a Hawaiian shirt. He wants to like get really into gardening. He doesn't want this political stuff anymore. Yeah. And he is going to hand the reins to one of his children. Now, I said earlier that Cardin is like down the ranks and therefore is nice and carefree. But there isn't actually like a straightforward secession. secession, Yeah, because everyone's living for like a thousand years. Yeah. So it's more that the current... The current king can choose which of his offspring to to crown, but everyone knows that he's going to choose his one favorite. Of his favorite, and it's not Cardin. So Cardin's like, "I'm clean and easy. He doesn't like me. I don't even live in the palace. He didn't like my mother. They the different the different royal children all have like different parents. So like, it's it just has to do. Their last name is Greenbrier." And the crown itself is magicked so that it will only accept a green buyer um, descendant. Mm-hmm. And also it must be placed on the person by a green buyer descendant. Okay. Okay. So you can't kill all the green buyers because then you can't crown anyone because you can't crown yourself. I'm interested in this now on a lot of very silly levels. This is a political system which encourages the king to fuck around a lot. So he has backups and like biodiverse backups. So like uh, he should also have like secret kids out in some province somewhere. So if a disease ravages through the city, he's got surviving kids out there. Like he's just... Like, 30% of this city should be descended from this king for this system to work well. And also, (laughs) his wives or partners or people who are claiming to have a kid by him better be sure about that. Yeah. It would suck to be a gay Greenbrier king. I I don't know if the fairies have IVF in this world. You said that they have Target. (laughs) I'm trying to remember who is supposed to get crowned. We can just call him Cardigan Brother. He said he has a couple. Okay. Yeah. Jude is approached by one of one of Cardin's brothers to be a spy for her. To be a spy for him. Mm-hmm. And she agrees to this. And this leads to a whole load of political intrigue and her sneaking around lots and lots of places, which is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And it also... She has... So she has her own motivations that don't fully align with his motivations, but she's like working on both. And at one point she tries to like free a human servant that is working in another person's house. And that human ends up like 
drowning herself and then becoming like tied to the mer people so she has a lot of feelings about that Mm -hmm. like just every time this is not a book in which the main character succeeds is mostly like a lot of her ultimate goals she achieves but she makes a lot of mistakes and has a lot of failures along the way and it's good it's good she needs to rely on other people a bit but also can't trust anyone um at any point and this is vital yeah does she sword fight cardigan she does not sword fight cardigan but she does sword fight many other people and she does take um cardigan prisoner at one point and uses the advantages that she has over him to extract a promise from him that he will obey her for a year and a day. I like it. And that is very central to the second book where she's just like, you have to do everything I say because I compel you to do it. And in, in becoming a spy for a different for another for one of his brothers she extracted from him the promise the the gift of not being able of being able to resist fairy trances Mm -hmm. so she's still susceptible to like the food and external things but if if she loses her charms a fairy doesn't have power over her. Okay, good. In themselves. And this is something that has like, is is a trauma response because her brother Oak is a baby. He's like eight or so. And when he was an actual baby, like four or five, he once caught her coming out of um, the shower or the bath or something and was like, come and so she didn't have any of her charms and was like come play with me and then she had to go play with him and basically was at this four-year-old mercy for like a number of hours before someone else found them and she was able to like get away long enough to like put on her charms and everything that sounds upsetting that sounds deeply traumatizing yeah so and like there is that is a memory that she has that is very traumatizing traumatizing things happen throughout the novel itself i am like the thing that surprises me most is the fact that she wants to stay in l fame and like both girls want to vivian is like guys we can just leave it's cool we can we'll go but she's also has no intention of Vivian doesn't really intend on like fully integrating into human it back into the human world. She doesn't have the skills mm-hmm. anymore. Like none of them have the skills to live Earthside, yeah, as it were. Um, and her plan is like, oh well, I have I have magic, so like I can make leaves look like money. We don't need to work. Like we can just I can magic everything that we need. And and Jude is like, that is not a good long-term plan. Like, we That's don't have any... society ID- works. Yeah. Like, we don't have any IDs. We don't have any proof of being anything. Like, and to a certain... There's only so far you can, like, magic all of these things. And I can't magic anything. So I would be relying on you. And I hate to, to rely do on all- people, even when they're people yeah. I love. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of... That is the book. It is... I, I know that I've been really vague about it, but a lot of it is just, like, so many twists and turns that even saying too much is just bad. Um, I really do love the relationship between Cardigan and... Why did you make me call him that? Because it's between um, the Cardigan The first thing I heard when you said his name. <laughs> I love I love their relationship. You're my enemy. No one else is allowed to be mean to you because you're my enemy. Yeah, yeah. And some of it is like, so he, spoilers, 
his a lot his backstory is that like he is the most unloved of the king's children his mother had no interest in like having a baby at all and kind of just like passed him up as soon as he was born which is bad child rearing and leads to a traumatized child mm-hmm. and also like his he was kind of banished from the main palace and one of his brothers took him in but his brother is also like really cruel to him and doesn't give him like the love and affection that he needs and is often just straight abusive towards him so it's really bad and he also apparently is just like humans are interesting question mark and has a lot of shame that he feels humans are quite interesting question mark and so he's like i think i'm attracted to jude and like the energy that she gives off but i hate myself for being attracted to jude and the energy that she gives off so i will be mean to her and i'm like are you five um humans are (laughs) sexy question mark Um, so that's a lot of his motivations. And then his later motivations are staying alive. That's, yeah, that's kind of, you know, Maslow's hierarchy. He's like, humans are sexy, but that's like level five. Right now I'm at level one trying to not die because of brothers. Yeah. Um, so the, the fact that the king is stepping down leads to, and in theory, he should just be able to pick who he wants to be king and it should all go from there but the reality of it is that people have their own motivations and they start killing each other ah fun how many siblings does cardigan have at a rough estimate i think there's six of them that's not enough yes he has a couple of sisters as well are they in line Um, they are also in line it can be anyone of of the the bloods I was imagining like 20. No, it's not quite that many. It is very difficult for fairies to have the babies. And they can't can't have half human on throne? I think that you can. It's just that this guy doesn't. He doesn't have any half human babies. He doesn't think they're sexy, unlike his son. Unlike his son, he doesn't have the same proclivities. Yeah. Um, I would definitely recommend these books. They're really... Fun is the wrong words, but they are like, you're reading it and then you're like, oh my God, 50 pages passed in a minute because I've just been turning the page so quick um, to find out what's going on. Fun is also what I thought though. So I understand your instinct not to call them fun, but like sword fighting adventure fantasy book where you're in the fairy realm and... Also beautiful dresses. Amazing. Absolutely beautiful dresses. Our girl Jude is like, oh... I need this dress to be movable in. And everyone else is like, but what if we put jewels on us? What if we just made a jewels? And she's like, I need to be able to move though. So that's fun. I like this. And it is fun. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Um, yeah, it's it's a real good book. Um, there's a lot of politics happening and there's a lot of like, what are their motivations? What's my motivation? Why are people acting like this? Um, and I think it all comes, I think it all comes good personally, but not, not until book three. So, so yeah, that is, oh, I can't believe I didn't mention this earlier. Uh, Vivian has a girlfriend in the human realm called Heather and Heather's super cool and has like pink hair and is cool. Yeah. Does Vivian go back and kind forth of like... through the human realm yeah. and stuff then? Yeah. Do the girls, do the twins go back and forth at all? Um, no. So Vivian, because she is magic, can go back and forth via this thing where they like have horses or something. Mm-hmm. Magic horses. But uh, the twins need someone to, like, set it up for them so they don't have the same freedom to go back and forth. They do. Um, they do occasionally pop mm-hmm. back and over and back. But to go to Target. To go to Target. 
They do go to Target, I swear. Because <laughs> for some reason, even though Holly Black is American, uh, I was like, the Fae are so wound to Ireland that I was like, of course, when they go to the human realm, they'll turn up in Ireland. And then they were like, and then we went to Target. And I was like, oh my God. No, you didn't. You went to Penny's. Don't be ridiculous. They're at a a full proper American mall. How does this work? Um, And they're turning leaves into money. Well, I guess their money is much more like green. So that might work better. (laughs) Um, And Vivian's girlfriend, Heather, is super cool. And Vivian has like cat ears, like do you know? Do you know like t- the traditional elf ears? Yes. Um, and doesn't know that that and Heather doesn't know that Vivian is uh, Fay, and she's like, "You got some real cool mods there. Love those mods." Um, and I think she also has catish eyes. There's a difference between cat ears and elf ears, but elf ears. Yes, there are, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. I got confused because of the eyes. I was. I was but, imagining um, her girlfriend being like, "Oh my god, you're like a cat girl from the animes. That's so cute." I'm like, each to their own. But. No. Um, Heather has such a time when she finds out about Faye and Elfheim, and it's not great. It's not great. Mm. Should tell tell your human girlfriends. That you're magical earlier. Don't just don't just shock them with it. But it's so awkward. I'm like, for every relationship, I don't oh fine. <laughs> it's just highlights are I think the world building is my highlights. I didn't go into it very much here, but it really felt very solid as a universe and like it could genuinely be happening and I'm just not aware of this, mm-hmm. which is really cool. I like that. Um, I liked how many characters there was. I liked that everyone had their own motivations and everyone had their own. There was no one who just existed in order to further the plot, the plot or in order to make Jude's life easier. Every time someone like comes out with their true motivations, you're like, this just makes things harder what are you doing um and then side lights would possibly be oak oak was so cute um he doesn't show up too much but he's adorable um and he's just very cute and he's got little horn ears Mm -hmm. or horns on his head which i love um i also really like the other spies that um that Jude eventually meets they're all real cool they have have cool nicknames one of them is called the bomb and she's in charge of bombing things that makes sense there's the ghost and he's just really good at being really sneaky and then there's the roach and because you just can't can't stamp a mouse does Jude get Um, a nickname she does not get a nickname yet I think they call her something later but um this is reminding me of one of my one of the names i would like to call a cat which is the engine that is such a great name for a cat because they make that Um, noise they do (laughs) um so yeah the they're they're really great and they've got a cool lair under the castle that there's loads of different secret secret passages into um, I want to layer all... under the castle with secret passages into it. Um, I want a my... friend called the bomb and the rope and the ghost. <laughs> we'll just rename each other. <laughs> Welcome to Forever Young, Young Adult, a podcast where I, the roach. <laughs> and I, the bomb. <laughs> cool, excellent. Um, my other sidelight would be just cardigan Love him. not from the book the name cardigan um, <laughs> and then maggie steve otter does have a character in her raven boys trilogy called gansey which is irish for jumper and i did send her a yeah. message on tumblr one time and ask if she named her character jumper and she said yes so Car- cardigan has a precedent precedent sorry Cardigan has a precedent. 
I love us, but that's a whole different author, so who knows? Um, it, it mostly it reminded me of Car- Cardamon up until when you said cardigan, made me think of spices. Cardamon's also good. I'm sorry for ruining your like hot spicy prince uh, image for a uh, warm cozy prince image, <laughs> but it's also okay. a bit both, limp. Both both fit him. So I imagine you also have low lights. Um, my low light is that it ends on a cl- cliffhanger, and therefore you have to read the next book straight away, mm-hmm. and it's not always ideal to move to the next book straight away. Because <laughs> sometimes you've got like a life to lead, but yeah, you have to it. read the next that's book. It. Uh, why? Uh, the the horrors of reading trilogies. Mm. Um, my other highlight is the series is now finished, so none of you have to wait for the next book unlike me but um yeah no i didn't have a lot of low lights with it um some of the writing is a little bit simple but some of the writing is also super gorgeous so can't even complain about that um i guess the power dynamic stuff the power dynamic to be discussed but like mm, it's one of those things where it's like very clearly a fantasy element to me yeah so like obviously content like life hack don't date a boy who's like you shouldn't other people aren't allowed to be mean to you because I'm mean to you but like it's fun in the book yeah and even then like uh there is another boy that is also interested in jude romantically and she's just like okay he's being nice to me and he's mostly always been nice to me or at least like not actively cruel to me but i don't trust him because he is friends with people who have been cruel to me and i don't Mm -hmm. really know what's going on and shock horror he betrays her um and so she is very much like aware of the power dynamics around her um and is calling them out and she's also like i hate that i am attracted to Cardin. i hate it it doesn't work for me it is confusing it makes the situation much more difficult um and she's also like is he attracted to me or is he just like pretending to be attracted to me to like ease his situation and to manipulate me further and like so we get a lot of analysis of like everyone's motivations as perceived by Jude also Um, you gotta have some kind of hang-ups on is he just does he just have a fetish for my species (laughs) or does he like me and I think that he does like her. I think that he just doesn't like cruelty. And even though he per- he participates in cruelty, I think that some of his like fascination with humans is that they are often treated quite cruelly and he doesn't like that. And so other people, he's like, we should be reasonable to the human servants that we have in our homes. And other people are like, why are you so soft on humans? Um, I love him. I love him. <laughs> He's not even like we should be nice to them. He's just like, we should be reasonable. Let's not be actively malicious and manipulative and abusive to these people whom we have complete control over. And they're yeah. like, you fucking weirdo. And I'm like, what a good boy. <laughs> yeah, basically. There is a lot of time spent on like the fact that... Also... Alfheim and the region of it in which Jude lives in isn't necessarily and how they treat humans isn't necessarily how like other regions treat humans Mm -hmm. and there's a little bit time spent on that but mostly in the later books when we like meet more regions and more because because the politic situation in this region has gone to hell all all the other regions are like, 
maybe now is a good time for us to come in and see if we can have more power in this region. Mm -hmm. So we get to meet more species then. And also like how they treat humans. Some Um, of them are more and less chill. Yeah, some of them are more or less chill. And yeah, I think it's a fantastic series. Honestly, we should all go read it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, just because a boy is mean to you doesn't mean that he likes you. But also, just because a boy was mean to you and then is nice to you, doesn't mean that he like you should be nice to him back. Yeah, you should deeply consider your own position as a palace guard and spy before you make any relationship decisions regarding the fairy prince. I think that's pretty Basically. universally applicable advice. Yeah. Thank you for discussing the book with me. Our next episode should be up on the 21st and I will be the one reading that book. I'm currently reading two YA-ish books. I'm not sure which one I'll discuss. One is called Dear Martin, which is by Nick Stone, I think. Yeah. It, it is a modern story about race in America. And then I also have recently picked up A Secret Life of Bees, which is a much less contemporary story about race in America which is also written by a white lady so we'll see which of those I've got the most to discuss about <laughs> but I'm I'm reading both of them right now and they're two very different books and I'm enjoying them in two very different ways and they've got very different criticisms of them so I guess we'll see um in the meantime if you guys want to get in contact with us you can do that on the social medias on twitter we are at forever pod on instagram we are at forever YA podcast if you like super mega love us and agree with us about like fairy princes and everything you can donate to us on patreon at forever YA pod that is patreon.com forward slash forever YA pod so that we can like talk more about fairy princes it's been a while since we've like promoted the patreon stuff but like if you give us money, you can tell us a book to read and you don't have to hear me hemming and hawing about which book I'll read at the end of the episode because you can make me choose one, um, just like a fairy prince. And if you aren't on those platforms, that's cool. Just we also appreciate reviews and honestly, spread the word. If you like this podcast, if you think someone else would like this podcast, let them know. We love new friends. Um, We love new friends. We love new friends. So we'll see you all or talk to you all in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Forever young adults at the podcast where we review books. Hey, the outro music has happened and you're still here. I think you want to follow us on Twitter. Yeah, you can find us there at Forever YA Pod. And on Instagram at Forever YA Pod. You can also email us at Forever YA Pod. And if you really, really like what you're hearing, you can contribute to our Patreon, which you can find at Forever YA Pod. Also, don't forget to like and subscribe. Also, if you are listening on iTunes, please leave us a review. We love you. Talk to you in two weeks. Bye. Stop. <laughs>